welcome back to the Cheeky Crypto Podcast with your hosts, Joe and Mike. Many thanks for listening in, liking, and subscribing. If you haven't done so, do us a favor and smash that like and subscribe button and turn on all notifications. We really do appreciate it. If you haven't joined the Discord or Patreon, the link's in the description down below. A fantastic community talking crypto 24-7. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Most importantly, it is absolutely free to join. Let's get into some crypto talk. Joey, how are you today, my friend? Yo, Mikey. Yeah, yeah, I'm really good, man. Uh, glad to be uh, just uh, back to routine uh, work today after a bit of a uh, manic weekend. Uh, you know, and I've reset the body clock now. So yeah, feeling good and uh, good to catch up with you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's been a minute, I feel like, since I've been on here. And I noticed that you don't have a laptop. I'm assuming you covered it on uh, today's podcast. But uh, hopefully we'll get you another laptop here soon. It's kind of strange looking at you on the phone. I feel like I'm doing an interview or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit odd. Yeah, I, I, did, I did very briefly mention it on the... Uh... On the podcast that um that, that went out previous to this one that yeah i did lose it i didn't act, i don't think i mentioned how i lost it yeah if anyone's wondering somebody did actually ask in the comments joey how did you lose it i said yeah i did leave it on a train um so <laughs> who knows maybe there's a chance i'll see it i've recorded it as lost uh i reckon there's probably about a five to ten percent chance but yeah no it, it was an accident that shit back <laughs> uh, probably not probably not it was in a sort of little it was quite like a, a stressful moment with trains were cancelling and there was there was mass panic at stations and people were elbowing each other in the face and grabbing bags here and there and it yeah it was it was it was total chaos at reading station on friday night but yeah i'll, I'll leave it at that <laughs> hey it's all good you can you could get another laptop i'm sure with all this massive trading you've been doing i'm sure you've uh picked up quite a bit of fiat to buy you a new computer yeah 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 no, i've done okay like i said uh, i think it's now fourth fourth profitable profitable month rather in a row which is you know good um not as profitable as last month but you know still do still doing okay hey, and, look, you know, profitable four months in a row joey that's pretty damn good dude that's 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 really well yeah 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 no i'm pretty happy with it like i said i haven't put out as many trades this month because it, i've just personally with the you know situation timing risk management etc i've kind of felt that this month's been a bit more choppy a bit more difficult to trade personally uh, than last month i think there was easier setups but still holding shorts from from higher up still locked in a lot of gains but still holding some from higher up in case we you know do go downtown any moment which could definitely happen right yeah i think the expectation is still downtown which obviously we'll get into some macro events across the globe get into some equities we'll get into the stock markets we'll jump into all that been a crazy day today um uh but yeah i just wanted to bring up uh, for those that aren't a part of our Discord, we did just pick up two more additional technical analysis guys uh, that are going to be kind of helping with the trading uh, tier uh, on the Discord. So that's what five TA guys. Plus, you got Joey in there. Who's I don't I don't look at Joey like a TA guy yet. Uh, Joey might do his own TA on the side, but these guys that's all they do. Two of the two of the guys that just got brought on that's all they do for a living is trading. Uh, so if you're interested. Uh, join up on the Discord, get into the trader chat. Uh, and uh, yeah, trading has been going great. Joey really kind of spearheaded getting the trading going again, which was great. You know, for a while there, that trading section was just kind of like blah. And ever since Joey kind of jumped in there, man, it is really picked up to the point where we needed more TA guys to like really kind of, uh, uh, Joey, what's, what's the term I'm looking for? Really kind of, I guess, maybe introduce some additional like, uh, ways of thinking about trading and yeah, indicators. Everyone, 
everyone's got their own their their own style, yeah. right? Everyone's gonna everyone's gonna bring their own approach, and also yeah. you know it helps with the workload, right? Because we've got we got a lot of people in the community, a lot of people are joining yeah. that community now, and uh, you know just just the guys to share you know share that workload of the the technical uh, analysis request, and you know make sure it gets to the gets to the community members in rapid time. I think it's it's fantastic. Look, the Discord. I'm not shilling it. Look, it's almost at 5,000 people in the Discord, right? You look at some other, some of these other bigger YouTube channels and they don't have 5,000 people in a Discord, right? There might be a couple hundred here and there that are in some of these Discords, but if 5,000 people and we have like five or six moderators, we have a marketing team. And what, what, what's great about it is Chris and Nick, who started all of this, they are in the chats. They're talking That's to everybody, right? Yeah, they I don't feel that. like they're too big to be in there, right? Like they're they're here to assist in us helping uh, build generational wealth. I mean, that's literally what what their whole motto is, right? So, and and they're continuing to pay out of their own pocket to bring on additional support for all of the people that are joining. So it's a great community, guys. I'm telling you, we're in there chatting all day long today. I've been in the Discord chat probably two or three times today, just kind of chatting with everybody about you know, macro events and Bitcoin and DXY and kind of all that stuff. So, you know, we're getting back, back into it on the discord. It's bit, it's a great opportunity for you guys to just jump in, chat along. What a great opportunity it is for you. If you're just getting involved in crypto, man, this is a beautiful time in the market for you to just be getting in, you know, Joey and I, and Imran, we, we, we've been at, you know, 40, 50 K and now we're still here and we've got lots of losses on our plate. So luckily for you, if you're just getting involved with crypto, you know, you don't have too much further downside to go. Uh, so, and Joey said that before, what a time to be getting into crypto. Um, you know, it does look all doom and gloom, Joey. When you look at the market uh, today, for instance, the Dow is just, you know, picked up. Um, but overall macro, you and I were chatting before we got into this, just uh, some things that are going on. You said something about uh, the Nord gas line, something happened. Yeah, I mean, we're getting reports now that, um, you know, well, first, first of all, there was, you know, seismic activity and then there was an explosion confirmed and then there was, you know, damage um, confirmed. So there's, you know, a serious, um, you know, leak into the ocean of, um, shit, of, of, of natural gas. Now, of course, this is all unconfirmed and, you know, ladies and gentlemen who will be listening will be making their own conclusions on this so, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'll, I'll i'll i won't get too political on this but it, it does look like it's you know it's sabotage and yeah you can kind of again like i said you'll make your own opinions on whether it is sabotage and where that sabotage has come from right but on uh, what does this mean for you know global markets again well you know natural gas is already soaring in price it's going to continue to the upside and you know when the when major commodities like this like natural gas like oil etc when when these you know, commodities that we all need, all most nations, you know, need. When when these start mooning, it's really bad for business generally elsewhere, right? Because you know you've got because savings have got to be made elsewhere because you can't go without these. Right. Yeah. I I mean I, I didn't mean to jump into the macro events beforehand, but that that was something before we started the podcast today that I just found very fascinating. And uh, you know they've already talked about natural gas anyways in in the European countries just being super expensive you know obviously the main countries themselves are trying to make cuts in other places so that the you know you guys have heat i mean yeah. just here, here in the states bro i just filled up my oil tank you know i have i have oil heat and i had them come in it cost 1200 dollars just to fill that thing up which is 
I think almost like, I think last year we paid like maybe, I don't know, 700 bucks. So like it's up that much, right? Like, and that's here in the States where that Nord, whatever it is, that doesn't affect me right now as much no. as it would affect you guys. Right. So, um, European countries are going to be feeling it here soon. I think, I think that, uh, what the bank of England came out the other day and said, you guys are in a recession technically, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are in recession. And then, you know, we're also seeing what's going on politically here in the UK with, you know, absolute um, outrageous. Um, I, 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 I will get political on this one because I feel I'm, <laughs> as a British person, I feel like I'm entitled to talk about absolutely outrageous and disgusting tax cuts, um, in, in my opinion. And, you know, we've seen what that's done to the price of the pound versus the US dollar. And what is quite, I mean, utterly astonishing really it's astonishing you've got the imf right okay the international monetary fund probably one of the, the most if not the most important financial institutions in the world and they're saying the uk government this is their words the uk government is being extremely risky i mean like i could under like i could imagine like here like it would be shocking if like a major corporation you know, like, like someone was like, oh, Google or Apple are being major, like, risky. But to say a government of a G7 nation yeah. is being, it's mind boggling. Like, I, there's people, who, there's people I'm talking to in work today. There's a lot, there's a lot of very pissed off people. And a lot of people are in like serious disbelief of how they're acting. It's crazy. Yeah. You, you know, I, I got to stop us here for a second and chat because with, without you having your computer, I swear it just feels like an interview. I don't know why I, I get the I get that vibe, but like I, I don't know. I'm I'm really struggling <laughs> to get through it without like assuming I'm like interviewing someone. So uh, apologies to those that feel like this is kind of an interview. So, anyways, let's talk about let's talk about the markets today. Obviously, we had a big pump. Uh, well, not a big pump, but green in the market for equities today. Dow uh, just finished uh, up almost two percent. NASDAQ finished up 2%, S&P almost 2% today. And all of that is off the back of this article right here. Uh, Bank of England's bond market intervention raises hopes for Fed pivot. Uh, and basically, Joey, I'm going to let you explain it in depth. But basically, this is just saying that um, the announcement raised hopes that central banks, including the U.S. Federal Reserve, are nearing their pain threshold concerning the market turmoil and might soon abandon the policy tightening that has roiled, rolled, well, I don't know what that word is, crypto and traditional assets this year. The Bank of England on Wednesday morning said it will begin to buy long-dated gilts. Joey, what's a gilt? Oh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure my, uh, my, myself, Mike. You know, I think it's a bond, but it's yeah, a different it, terminology. It, it, I know they have been, they have been, yeah, they have been buying up the bonds essentially to basically, you know, stop, stop the bleeding. That's essentially what's happening because I think it dropped to about, I want to say it was about a dollar four, maybe a dollar five at the worst case. And I think if they, if they hadn't done that, I think they stepped in to make sure it didn't, it didn't go near the one to one or lower. Like I think it could have happened. And to be honest, I still think it could happen. I still, I, I don't think it's off. I don't think it's off the table. Like we could see that the US dollar, uh, this is something I didn't think I'd ever say in my lifetime, but we could see the US dollar flip the great British pound here. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. These are crazy times. These are really crazy times. You know, my this expectation, is, this is historic. 
Well, my ex- ex- expectation this morning when that news came out and everything started turning green was that, you know, Bitcoin and crypto was really going to get kind of a, a decent pump. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not seeing anything that shows some sort of bullish, you know, moves as far as the crypto space is concerned. Um, I don't think the crypto space even really cared. You know, Bitcoin right now is up 2%, really not a lot. Uh, I mean, some, some are still down, XRP down. You know, SDAO down, LINK down, AJX down, DXY moving down. I think it's just finally cooling off. But, um, you know, overall, I just, it's great that we had a little green. I just think it's very short, short-lived. I don't think that's going to, I think it's still going to start going down again for sure. If anything, for me, I don't think it would. I personally, I don't think it would be bullish at all for, for Bitcoin and crypto. And th- this is my kind of logic and thinking that, um, traders or people investing or wondering what to do with their money uh, are, are, are either on two sides right now because it, it, it kind of sat on two extremes, uh, especially in terms of psychology. So you're kind of you're already thinking, right? I've already been park, parking up in dollars because the DX, obviously the DXY is going to the moon, right? Now you could be thinking, wow, all these currencies, you know, we'll come on to the Chinese yuan in a minute as well as the, the Great British Pound, right? All these these currencies are getting absolutely wrecked by essentially, you know, what is essentially becoming the reserve, what is the reserve currency of the world? The US dollar is just destroying every other currency at the minute. Okay. So you could have the people who are absolutely panicking and thinking, Oh my God, I need to move everything into dollars now. Or you could have, and when I'm talking about people, I'm not just talking about, I'm not talking about just retailers or, or average people who are going by their lives. I'm talking like major banks, institutions, investors, right. Or you could have the other side, which again, isn't throwing money into Bitcoin or crypto, but they might be buying the dip on other currencies. So, so some, some hedge funds and speculators will be thinking, wow, let, let's use our US dollars and buy pounds now. Maybe this is just going to be like a one-off uh, shocking macro event and they'll take, the, they'll take the gamble on that. So I think there's gambles both ways of either saying, we need to get more US dollars or we need to go buy the dip on these other currencies, but not buy crypto or Bitcoin, not right now. Yeah. I, um, you know, when you read further into the article, just because I didn't really, when I read it on CNBC this morning, when I was watching it, I really didn't truly understand everything. But basically, it says bond purchases are typically associated with quantitative easing, QE, whereby central banks freely conjure money out of thin air by creating reserves on their balance sheet, and then use those new reserves to snap up securities from the open market, thereby injecting cash into the system. That's essentially what happened with you know, when COVID hit, right? That's why we had that kind of weird bull run uh, that we got all the way up to 70K and got not even a year from that date almost. We're almost, you know, $55,000 difference between Bitcoin where it was and where Bitcoin is right now. Um, last thing I want to say about this article, while it says, while the uh, Bank of England's latest pledge to buy unlimited long duration bonds looks like a new bout of quantitative easing, the bank has made it clear but the move is only a temporary one, mainly aimed at restoring orderly conditions. I think that goes back to what you just brought up, Joey, saying that they didn't want to see the pound go down past you know, 104. Um, and so they saw that, and so they needed to inject some money into it. Uh, the rest of that paragraph states, it's promised to unwind the purchases once the market stabilizes. So it's like, okay, you swoop in, you, you inject money, just like you did during COVID, and then you're going to rip the money back out. It's just like, they're, everyone's constantly putting a Band-Aid on shit, right? Like, just if, if everything's going to crash, let the shit crash. 
and then we'll deal with it when we get there. I don't understand this whole like injecting money. It's it's fake money into the system. It, it just it it's going to it's just going to make shit worse, in my opinion. I mean, it's yeah, and this is this is why it's bullish for crypto in the long run. In the right. long run, not not in the not in the coming weeks or months, but I'm talking years down the line because we're seeing the clap the collapse of these these fiat currencies, right? These fiat currencies are supposed to be, you know, we've always, you know, been brainwashed into believing that these fiat currencies are are stable and this is, you know, how we should save and this is how our how our pensions will will work for us and all this. And now we're seeing we're seeing fiat, fiat currencies act like blooming altcoins. Okay. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm it's saying? Wild, like the, it's the volatility wild. It is, it is absolutely wild and it is a bit scary. It is a bit scary. But if you're long-term crypto like we are, and probably the majority of people who are what listen to this podcast or watching this channel, et cetera, are, should be, or I imagine are long-term crypto, right? Then you've got to be thinking, okay, it's rough now, but if I get through this, you know, am I, am I at the start of something super early here, which will be the future of money? Because the future of old money is, or rather, old money is coming to an end. Potentially, we are, we may be, we we don't know. It's of course, it's all speculation. But we could be living at a time now where we are actually seeing the start of the death of old money. It would be interesting. Look, you you and I talked about it a little bit. I think a couple of weeks ago we talked about the Chinese market, the housing market, right? And then before we got on the podcast, you were telling me some interesting stats on uh, the Chinese market. What? Can you can you touch on that and let's let's kind of dive into maybe a little bit of conversation about the Chinese market uh, against the dollar? Well, yeah, I mean we've just mentioned about the Great British Pound like sinking to the, these lows, and now the Chinese yuan has just hit an all time low against the U.S. dollar as well. Now we've mentioned on the show before about you know the the Chinese uh, property market crisis and you know how how bad and how you know devastating that, that that could potentially be to the to the global global economy you know chinese uh chinese uh, real estate market is 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 bigger in terms of value than the entire us stock market now if that is already losing value before it's you know before it's crashed and come tumbling down it, that that's that's bad news as it is you know just having a load of uh, empty buildings with you know with mortgages um, that that erode on them uh, when the where where for ton of money is bad. But if that values it even worse, then that means that there's mortgages being paid for uh, you know um, property that's now worth less than it was yesterday, and that's even that's even worse news because again that just more makes it more likely for uh, more defaults and more and and, and to essentially accelerate the crash which i think is isn't isn't personally i think it's inevitable i don't see what the chinese government or or any i don't see what anything can be done about it yeah i you know as i learn more and more i i've never known a ton about equities and bonds and treasury yields and all that you know as as i watch more and more and i continue to learn every day it's it's um the the stronger the dollar gets it's actually bad for the for for the states uh, because it's harder for other countries purchasing power, right? Like it becomes less. Yeah. yeah, it's so, bad on both sides. Yeah, yeah. If, so, you're, if you're if you're a, if you're a company in America and you're a big um, you're a big exporter, you're right. a big exporter. You're 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 going to be waking up suffering tomorrow. Your your business is going to be suffering tomorrow because you are going to lose orders. You are going to lose orders because some of your yeah, orders because they are can't be buy as much, right? You're going to be too expensive. They're right. going to be too expensive, and that's going to that's going to hurt you as an exporter. 
yeah, if, so you're an importer, the... though, if you're an importer, then these are probably good times. So it works both ways, right? It works both ways. Yeah, I tell you, the scariest chart to look at, Joey, is on TradingView is the DXY. Because if you go to like, even I'm just looking at the daily, right? Since May-ish of 2021, this thing, and if you're on YouTube, you're about to see this thing looks like this. That's it. Right. There is no like big corrections. None of that. Now, I do think a major correction to the DXY is eventually going to come, which will then hopefully be the start of a bull run. Right. Like that is the hope. But right now, the DXY, I mean, it got as high as almost $115. That's crazy. 115 is nuts. Right. And I think uh, that's kind of what Nick has been talking about a lot on his videos is the DXY and the DXY reversing. And then when you see the DXY go down, you see Bitcoin go up. So there is a little bit of a correlation based on that. Like today, for instance, DXY is down. It's down to like 112 and a half. What Bitcoin do? Bitcoin went up 2%. So if you look at, let's see, the DXY is down 1.2% today. Bitcoin's up 2.4% today. So if you look at that, start looking at that every single day, you'll start seeing a little bit of a correlation there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it goes back to every, every podcast we've done since we started this damn thing has been like, you know, we're going down and there's lots of macro events that are going to force this down. It's not going to be anything other than just macro economics and, you know, world political issues and, you know, shit, who knows? It's just so much going on in the world right now. It's like, I feel like, uh, trying to find positive stuff again, is just very hard on the positive end of it. Look. These prices that we're about to get, I mean, could, could be life-changing wealth for someone that has been saving their money, has been following the channel, has been listening, just storing their fiat, right? Or they're trading and they're just, you know, collecting fiat because all these macro events are eventually going to add up and the market is going to crash. There is going to at least be a time where I feel like the market, all of it is just going to dump. And then eventually we'll reach that bottom and then we'll go up. Yesterday, Joey, I was listening to Kathy, uh, Kathy Wood from ARC. And she started something new yesterday. Uh, I think a new hedge fund or something. I don't know exactly what she started. But anyway, she was talking about, she thinks that in the next few months, the Fed is going to pivot. Now, Kathy Wood says some crazy shit. Right. I think she said Bitcoin to a million bucks by like, you know, what, 2030 or something like that. Now, for her to say that she thinks that we're going to just automatically pivot, which the only thing that I feel like could make the Fed pivot, Joey, is if CPI numbers came in and they just continue to get better and better. Like next month, it comes in at like seven and a half. And then the next month, it comes in at seven. Right. That's the only thing I feel like would pivot the Fed at this point from continuing to just like raise rates. But what's your, what, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? What, what, what do you think? My, my thoughts are is I, I, I kind of try and stay emotionless and, and just think about it, you know, from a ser serious perspective. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, I, I respect and, you know, rate these people who, you know, got to these, um, you know, high positions. Obviously, they're intelligent people and, you know, very good at, um, you know, what they've done. But then I have to stop and think. Well, what are they? And well, she is a head fund manager, right? So, yeah. So essentially, being, um, you know. At, at that top level of of of, of uh, hedge funds and and investment firms, etc. Okay, what have you got? Well, you've got a lot of investors, 
And do you need to say things that are going to keep investors on board at certain times when things are getting ugly? And that's the way I see it. So I'm not accusing her. I'm not, I'm not saying she's deliberately lying and she's, she doesn't believe that and she's talking rubbish. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, is just sometimes when I hear these things, I just have to think, mm, yeah, but oh. is it truly... Is that truly an unbiased statement? And I think, look, I think Kathy Wood is is a person that does speak her mind, no matter what it is. But uh, from what from what from my understanding, she's been involved in the financials since '98, right? So she's been through a lot of shit over the years. Um, she is. We like Kathy Wood. She loves Bitcoin, right? So we we want her to be an advocate for Bitcoin. Yeah. However, like you said, though, I think we need to. And maybe she sees numbers that like not everybody sees. Maybe I, I don't know enough about it to, you know, argue her points. Well, but I'll put it. I'll put it this way, Mike. I'll put it this way, right? If, if Jeff Jeff Bezos right knew Amazon was pulling back and going down, does he ever tell anyone? Oh, Amazon's going down. Does Elon Musk, when Elon Musk knows Tesla's price is going to pull back, does he ever go? Oh, Tesla's going down. No. They don't, right? <laughs> so they, they, this is the way. This is the way I look at it. I, I, I just kind of feel like it's, again, it's, it's like that bias investment chat. I, I get it. it. It's the, it's part of the game, right? But do I truly believe, believe? She, I'm not, I'm not convinced. That's all. Well, we'll see. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with, with the CPI numbers and all that. Uh, I think we're like three weeks away from September's reading of CPI and then the Fed meets in November and also in December. So we'll see how that goes. I do think there will be decent spending in the holidays, barring any macro crazy events. So, you know, I, I, I think that the Fed continues to tighten though through the first quarter of 2023. So do I think the bull run's gonna start anytime soon? No, I don't. I think there's gonna be lots of accumulating that's gonna happen, which to our viewers and to our listeners, that is a positive, right? The more accumulation we can continue to have at the bottom at these numbers, the more money we're going to have in a couple of years, plain and simple, right? So all these events that we're talking about, it's just leading to the ultimate direction that all of us on this podcast and all of us at Cheeky Crypto think is that we are going to go down, whether we stop at 14,600 or not, or whether we go all the way down to 9,000, I am not sure yet, but uh, we will wait and find out how that goes. But Joey, let's talk about uh, a couple other articles. I think you had some additional things you wanted to chat about, yeah? Well, I just thought we could talk about, you know, crypto. Um, not so much articles. Just having a look at the, you know, just looking at the charts. Like I've been, you know, you know, I've been away on my missions over the weekend and whatever. So I'm just kind of catching up on a on a few cryptos. Now, one one that I think, you know, I've I always say like like, you know, hold our hand up if we if we got it wrong, you know, because we we can't get everything right. Uh, you know, first one I'd like to mention is quant. Um, we did initially think that, you know, the, the local top, you know, possible five waves up was, was, you know, done, uh, for, for, for quant. Now it actually looks like that was potentially the end of the third wave around that $130 It's pull pull back. And then now it's, you know, it's just hit, uh, can, can you pull it up at the minute, Mike? I think it was about a hundred and I think it was about $144, maybe, maybe 145 around that, around that region. So, you know, quant, quants continued to be bullish and been one of the most, you know, bullish um you know coins out there in the in the last sort of you know uh, you know three to four months and obviously we've seen you know quant kind of snuck under the radar 
uh, kind of went down to $40. Not a lot of people were talking about it. And then, you know, a lot of people started talking about it again. So I say if anybody bought Quant uh, under $60, I say, wow, that was a great buy. Really well, really well done to you. However, you know, not financial advice, of course, but I would, you know, be considering just just consider, you know, if you if you did get quant cheap, um, you know, probably a good time to be uh, locking in some games now because there, there, there surely will be will be a pullback. But but I still think, you know, quant could remain bullish and could definitely no matter what happens to Bitcoin, no matter what happens to Bitcoin, quant's got one quant is in one of those very few very few coins are in this situation, I think, where the, there is a reasonable, reasonable, can't guarantee anything, but reasonable chance the bottom was in on that $40 quant. Well, I will say that, uh, so quant got as high as almost 146 on KuCoin, so 145.95. However, when I pull it up on TradingView, daily is uh, 100% overbought. Uh, yeah. The weekly is 100% overbought. Um, so I do think that, there will be a pullback. I think when Bitcoin does have its major pullback um, because Bitcoin's weekly is still overbought, right? So there has not been a macro move like a, the one we've all been talking about, that painful move, right? That's down. So I think quant will go down, which will be a great accumulation for everyone. But yeah, anybody that bought quant down at 40 bucks, more power to you, great buy. Um, but maybe pay attention to the stock RSIs. It, it could stay overbought for a while. But eventually it's got to correct, right? Like eventually it's got to go down. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Quant's been on a hell of a run. Um, and uh, it's actually a project I still think I'm going to get involved with. Uh, if it does come back down to a significant, you know, under a hundred bucks, under 90 bucks, I might pick up a couple, couple of those projects. But um, some other projects I still think, Joey, that, um, that last week all the hype was about was XRP. Um, and XRP today is trading around 43 cents. Uh, when I look at it last week, give me a second. How high did we get last week? I think 55.9, 55. I think it was just yep. under 56, yep. I believe. 55.9. Um, so all the hype, <laughs> you know, it's interesting, all that hype, and we're all the way back down. And I think we're going to continue to go back down. I, yeah, I, I, a, lot, I, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, got pre wrecked. Uh, I know for a fact, you know, trading XRP with that that volatility. But we you know we were saying that, like, you know, just don't, don't, don't get caught in the FOMO, right? Because I remember the, when it started to pump early, and we first started talking about it. When I think the first time it went back through forty cent, you know, we were saying on this channel, look, I was just saying that, look, I was happy to try a few few trades of it. I I, I did three trades on XRP myself personally. Okay. Um, two two were successful. One was one was a small loss. Okay, that you know that's absolutely fine. I wasn't using heavy margin because, especially when there's a lot of FOMO involved, when there's FOMO involved and things start going crazy, that definitely makes them higher risk because you just don't know how retail is going to react and how far or that FOMO is going to go, or rather how quickly things are going to reverse. And that's exactly what happened with XRP. You know, I think a lot of people were thinking, oh, once it was over fifty. Uh, you know, it'll pull back to 50 and then keep going. And then obviously we've seen a, a pretty strong uh, reversal from 55 said down to 43. Now in, in percentage terms, that that's, that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty heavy pullback, right? That, you know, what you've got to be talking uh, uh, 20, you know, knocking on 20%. So that that's pretty, that's a pretty heavy pullback. Now, what I will say is, is that, you know, again, it was just FOMO. It was all rumors, right? 
what's happened since? I mean, I, I obviously I haven't been covering it. I haven't been able to cover it too much over the weekend, but I certainly haven't seen any news yesterday. Haven't seen any news today. So all this, all this, all oh, the XRP case is gonna is gonna end soon. What what mm. what happened? Or was was it all just a a fugazi, a fugazi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always you know Twitter pumps, right? Like people bring up stuff. Yeah. You see a couple articles, um, and you know is what it is. We're still expecting lower lows, uh, I believe, on XRP. So I'm looking to pick some of this project up, but yeah. All of it was a hype, and it is all the way back down to forty some cents, and it'll probably lose forty cents here soon. But that doesn't mean tomorrow. That doesn't mean tomorrow. Someone else yeah. will start. Oh no, it is ending, and then it goes up to sixty. So what I'm saying is, is just just be careful out there if you trade an XRP. Like again, look, can't give financial advice, but I say just there's still you know when it's volatile like that, tight stop losses and control your margin, please control your margin. Yeah, I just I. Just how Bitcoin reacted today to the markets just doesn't give me a lot of hope that things are going to continue to go up from here. I think it's just, I don't know, man. I just want this shit to dump so I can buy and not watch it for like another two years, right? Um, but hey, look, there's another, there's a great news article out about one of our favorite projects, Chainlink. Uh, so Swift partners with crypto data provider Chainlink on cross-chain protocol in trade five play interest from institutional investors moving into crypto has been undeniable according to swift strategy director swift the interbank messaging system that allows for cross-border payments is working with Chainlink, a provider of price feeds and other data to blockchains on a cross change interoperability protocol and an initial proof of concept that's bullish for crypto that's huge for crypto yeah, really bullish, and you know, in particular, obviously for uh, for, for Chainlink. I mean, hell yeah, to, that's big. Chainlink dude. just seems to be this monster, monster of a uh, a project with uh, partnerships. Everybody wants to be involved with Chainlink. Now we know there's going to be you know competition and other oracles and whatever down the line, but Chainlink's a daddy. Chainlink is going nowhere for me. You know, people are looking to like not just invest in Bitcoin and Ethereum and, you know, are looking at like, you know, you know, strong, strong altcoins, uh, you know, again, not financial advice, but I, I, I just, I, Chainlink's here to stay in my opinion. I think, I think it's a, it's a solid bet. And, you know, even if you're buying at these prices, I, I just, I truly believe Chainlink, I will see an all-time high on train, a new all-time high rather on Chainlink down the road. Yeah. That what, what, what's great about this article is the whole, undeniable interest in crypto from institutional investors. So, you know, Swift coming out, you know, Swift was in the, the news a couple, couple of months ago, right? Swift payments and this and the other. We talked about it with XRP. We talked about it with um, when we talked about, um, oh my God, my brain's going blank. Uh, like payments and things like that, right? Like Swift is a very old technology. Absolutely, right? yeah. Yeah, it was, so, it, was it was revolutionary revolutionary at the time in the 1970s. But right. you know, for the modern day, obviously, you know, it, it's it's old, it's dated, it, it's slow, right? But it's you used know, it's, by everybody. Yeah, absolutely. It moves six trillion dollars daily. <laughs> right. So, well, that, that's my point: is that like the fact that Swift is now coming out and they're getting hit up by these institutional big dogs, right? The big, big, big players in our world economy. That hey. We're looking to get into digital assets, but we need you to make sure that you're partnered with the right people so that we get the correct information, right? 
chain link, like you said, being the big daddy, the big dog of price feeds and things like that. So to have them um, basically coming together and creating this uh, proof of concept, right? It's, I don't think it's anything that's like going live right now, but they're essentially trying to, they're basically trying to get ahead of the game so that once things get situated, right? The world kind of calms down a little bit and these institutionals and reg once regulations come in, institution money comes in, bang, right? Crypto goes through the freaking roof. And that's, I think where Joey and I and Imran always go back to is we're so early, right? We're so early in all of this um, that, you know, I'm bullish on Chainlink. The fact that Swift is now bullish on Chainlink makes me even more bullish on Chainlink. Um, but yeah, big, 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 big deal for Chainlink, for sure. Unfortunately for Chainlink, they didn't get a pump today. Because usually some news like that, you would think that Chainlink would get a rise. Nah, Chainlink's down 2% today. <laughs> that's classic Chainlink there, right? Uh, I mean, that's, that's the fun of Chainlink. But I mean, it, 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 although, you know, looking at most altcoins, it's holding up better than most. But I still think we'll see lower lows when Bitcoin goes to lower lows. So just, you know, I, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back into Chainlink. I will. I will definitely have to own some Chainlink. Um, but, you know, wait for those lower lows. I just right? still can't believe we're at $8 on Chainlink when I know I was originally buying Chainlink at like $28. And I'm sitting here not even buying any Chainlink at $8 because I know it's going to go down to $4. It's like, oh, to see these numbers like three or four months ago, we would be like licking our chops to try to get some of this like prices that they're at, right? V chain at zero two two, like what? It's it's just insane, and we're just sitting here on fiat waiting, right? We're just waiting. So that's all the news I got today, Joey. I don't know if you have any other articles um, that you wanted to discuss. Got anything else? No, I'm just I'm literally just thinking. You know, like I said, there's I think there's a lot going on still. You know. We, we, we talked about, you know, going back, you know, a few weeks ago, we we're like, oh, you know, this this big week in September, uh, you know, we've kind of got through that phase now. But, you know, I don't think there's I don't think there's, you know, a foot off the gas here, like in terms of in terms of interest in crypto, because I think, you know, next month is going to be, you know, an, an interesting month as well. Now everyone like talks about oh, Why, what's next month. Well, I'm just, I'm just talking about in general, if it be in October, right? Because everyone talk, you know, talks about, and I, I don't buy into this, you know, all this previous history. Oh, of course, September. Well, was none there. of that shit matters yeah. now because Bitcoin yeah, exactly. completely changed all the history, right? Yeah, exactly. Re Rectember and all this. So, oh, it's guaranteed <laughs> to be. It's guaranteed. It's up. They call it October. They call it October next month, apparently. So apparently, you know, we're, we're odds on going to 26, 27K next month. I'm not convinced, but. <laughs> Bitcoin's going to 27K? Well, no, I'm just saying the bulls on Twitter, right? The bulls on Twitter saying, oh, October, here we go, blast off to 30K. But <laughs> I don't see it myself. Look, there may, be, there may be a little rally on the Dow Jones or something, you know, just to get back up to some numbers, but I don't see it. I, I said, look, the Dow Jones went through went through that 30K, like, you know, it was like a knife through butter, right? It wouldn't surprise me if it tried to retest it just to scrape maybe back up to 30K and then just get hammer rejected uh, on the Dow Jones. That wouldn't surprise me. Likewise, we may not see 30K again this year. I don't know. One of one of two of those things is going to play out, in my opinion. What Every single guest that comes on 30, CNBC... I'll come out and say we're not going to say we're not going to see thirty three or thirty four k on the Dow Jones again this year. That's that's my personal opinion. Now, I put I put out on Twitter obviously year to date June lows the bottom's not in 
we had I put out four, right? S&P, NASDAQ, Dow Jones, and Bitcoin. We're two out, we're two out of four at the minute, okay? So the S&P went lower, the Dow Jones went lower. We're now waiting for the NASDAQ and Bitcoin. The NASDAQ's been what's holding up Bitcoin, in my opinion. The NASDAQ goes to a lower low. Bitcoin probably goes to a lower low on the same day or close, in my opinion. That's probably what's going to happen. Well, uh, it was either yesterday or the day before the Dow dipped into bear market territory, and today it's bounced out of it. And the only reason it bounced out of it today was because of what the Bank of England did. Tomorrow, everyone's going to forget what the Bank of England did, and it's going to go back down again. I. I don't think it's that constant relief rallies. It's all it is. It's just relief rally after relief rally. You can have 642 relief rallies in a multi-year bear market. Okay. That is possibly what could happen. I'm just, I'm okay. I'm over exaggerating there, but you, you get, you get, you get, you get the point I'm making, right? It's, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no trick. You can't just like call it. How many times, how many times have we seen it? A couple of green days and you know, the bulls are like, oh, the bombs in the trend. Now the trend's changed. Now we're off. And it's well, like, look, everybody on. gets excited, Joey, when we see green candles, because we're so bored with all the effing red candles, right? Like, why not, why, not green day. why not get excited with the red ones? Why not get excited? Oh, I get, with the I, ones well, look, I get hype with the red ones, but it's still not low enough for me to buy because technically I don't give a shit at that point. Like until I see Bitcoin <laughs> below 17,000, I, I I'm not even waking up in the morning for that shit. Like it's just not, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's hey, not worth you it would, to me. You, you, you would have been six months ago. <laughs> yeah, you, you got that damn right. You're right on that. You're right on that shit. But yeah, I, I mean, just, look, there are, there, clearly there is people accumulate, accumulating at these levels. They're definitely in the minority. They're in the minority because we know retail money's out. But, you know, look, I'm not going to cuss out, you know, anyone who's accumulating. It's okay to DCA these levels. Yeah, good luck to you. Good luck to you. I honestly, I, 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 mean, I mean that sincerely. Like, I don't want to see anyone um, get wrecked or anything. It's just that, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to take the risk of lower, so I'm, I'm willing to wait. Look, Bitcoin going from 19K to what we're expecting to, say, 15, 16K, it's only, it's only like four grand. We've done that in a day before, right? So it's not... If if people want to DCA, hey, more power to you. We do think things are going to go lower, but I've DCA'd a couple of projects, but these are projects that I'm not going to sell for like three years, right? Like Fendora, Polyswarm, Cornucopius. Those are projects that I've told myself, okay, at this number, I'm going to buy a little bit more. At this number, I'm going to buy a little bit more, right? Because these are the they're smaller cap and they have volatile moments where, you know, hey, I might wake up one day and Polyswarm might be up freaking 42%. Well, then I can sell that day knowing that it's going to go lower. So microcaps have that kind of thing where, you know, a little bit of money moves the market, right? Like if I went right now and I bought 250,000 of Polyswarm, the market would move because there's not a lot of liquidity in the project. So, um, but yeah, look, DCA in these levels, I don't think you can go wrong. I still think there's lower lows to come. Just make sure you buy red days. Don't buy green days, period. There was a good band called Green Day. They were really good, though, back in the day, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you listening to them. I can see that. Oh, jamming out, jamming out. But, hey, that's all I got for today, JoJo. That's all I got. Um, we didn't go through any of the market overview, but, you know, at time of recording, crypto market caps at 90, $944 billion. It's up almost 2% over the last day. Bitcoin, last seven days, up 3%. Ethereum, up 2%. Uh, great, great job on the merge, Ethereum. You really pumped the market. Just saying. So silly.
all that hype, all that hype for all those years. And then the market just goes down. Like, it's crazy. Mike, I said, I did a lot of, I've done a lot of shorts this year. Pointless. I've done a lot of shorts this year, but that was the easiest one of the lot. And I'm still holding from above. I'm still holding. I know hey. there's some people, there's some people watching now probably thinking, I hope he gets wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Yeah, I, don't some, the bottoms in on ETH. I do not fit the bottoms in on ETH. That's my opinion. Something came out the other day about Tether needing to provide documents on their uh, assets. Has anything else come out about Tether? No, I mean, I, I, I haven't seen anything personally, but you know, like, but there was a lot of FUD earlier on in the year, but I think that was, you know, a lot of panic, you know, based I on I think there was a court ruling that came out that they had to provide their, there's a court ruling that came out that, that they needed to provide uh, actual documents of their assets. I need to find that article because I want to talk about it tomorrow. Um, yeah, we'll find, we'll find out about that for the viewers and yeah, we'll make sure we that's get That's a big fact. deal. That's a big deal because look, I hold everything in USDT, right? And everybody says, don't do that. Everybody says either hold it in fiat or USDC. Um, and I'm just chilling in USDT, but, um, yeah, I, I, I need to look at that. Cause I'm sure a lot of people still, I mean, look, it's still the number three thing on, uh, you know, it's still $67 billion market cap, right? There's just a lot of money sitting in there still. So, all right, Joey, that's it. Let's wrap it up. Give me some final thoughts, bro. Uh, final thoughts. I said, yeah, I still think these are interesting times just cause you know, so-called rec timbers coming to an end. I, I still think next month could be could be really interesting as well. You know, like a lot of opinions that I, you know, a lot of opinions that I respect. You know, saying you know they still think you know we could be sub 10k Bitcoin by November. If that happens, you know that will be wild. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not writing it off. I'm not writing that off. It definitely could happen. The problem with okay, let's go ahead and we're not going to finish it yet. Okay. There we go. <laughs> the, problem, the problem that we have from a bull, right, is that if we do go to 10K on the macro, macro Elliott wave theory, that would be completing a fifth wave, which we all know that five waves can't be alone, right? So then we have a macro three waves. Joey. Typically follows five, three. What comes after three? Another five, right? Another five. So you're talking about a huge drop again. Typically, yeah, but you know, we we seen things. We've seen things invalidated. So you know, dude, this monthly close is going to be so crucial. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's going to be. It's going to be very big, actually. What is the number? What is the number that we've hovered at over the last four months? 19.6? Yeah, it's around that. I mean, it's 19.6, I think. If we close below where it's been, downtown Julie Brown, here she comes. And then it'll be, and then it'll be called Rectober. <laughs> Rectober. Okay, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Anyways, all right. Final thoughts for me is uh, don't get wrecked. Be smart. Save your money. Don't buy anything yet. Not financial advice, but that's just what I'm doing. Uh, and other than that, uh, we you hope you have it. What I need to know is, what I would like to know for the viewers, though, leave, leave, leave us a comment below. Leave us a comment below if you're actually using US dollars to buy the dip on other currencies, or if you think, hell no, I'm not touching that. They're going to get further wrecked, and the US dollar is going to continue to the moon. But yeah, leave us a comment, because I'd be interested. US dollar to $122 before the end of the year. Oh, you know, I think, I think that's nailed on. 
I've been called 120. I think that's I think that's nailed on. And like I said, you know, we, we do not be surprised. Like things could get crazy. We could see you know 150, 170 next year. It's not off. The, it's not. Off the, it's not off the cards, mate. Bro, Bitcoin would be at three thousand dollars if the DXY went to one hundred and fifty. Bitcoin doesn't go to three k. No more Bitcoin would exist, Joey. It would. It would uh, seriously. The only Bitcoin that would be that would exist would be the ones that people lost freaking twelve years ago or however long ago it was. <laughs> I will buy as much as I can if Bitcoin goes to even five k. I'll do my part in this crypto bull run, everyone. Thanks, you guys, for listening in. Make sure you smash that like, smash that subscribe, and we will catch you manana. Take care. Goodbye.